Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and horror. Today we will explore the sinister secrets that lurk in the forests of Kartakas, and the forbidden knowledge and legends known only to the most skilled bards in the lands of the mists. Are you ready? So grab a pint of beer and settle down in one of the private rooms of the old Kartakan Inn and wait for the secrets that its mysterious owner, the famous Meister-singer Harkon Lucas, will reveal to us. How Any inhabitant of Kartakas knows the dangers of walking through these dense forests and fears the wolves that infest the woods. The wolves that abound in this realm are audacious and voracious, and do not seem to fear humans. Reports tell of packs that chase horsemen and carriages, of wolves that enter cities and hunt on village streets looking for unwary prey, and even wolves that invade houses to drag victims into the woods to satisfy their hunger. Many avoid traveling at night, and those that enter Kartakas from the north through the Crimson Road must plan to stop at inns strategically positioned for this purpose. However, the walls and roofs that these inns can provide can give a false sense of security. Lonely travelers sometimes disappear overnight, and the owners of these taverns claim that they never made it to their establishments. The truth is that these taverns are hunting grounds for the Naruv, the trickster wolves, also known as wolfers. These creatures, which abound in the folklore and legends of Kartakas, are wolves that have somehow acquired the ability to shape-shift and take human form. These cruel monsters use their gifts to walk and hunt among humans, selecting their victims and leading them into sadistic and deadly traps. A wolfware can take up to three distinct forms, being able to pass as a direwolf to assume a hybrid form of lupine aspect but with humanoid form, or to assume a human form. In their human form, these monsters are endowed with great charisma and tend to pass for ministers and traveling bards and are capable of inducting their victims to a state of lethargy with their music. Facing such creatures in combat is an arduous task since they have resistance to magic and can only be wounded by cold iron or magically incanted weapons. Rumor suggests the Harkon Lucas himself, Scout's most famous bard and master singer, is a powerful wolfware, and that his countless children have become a more dangerous strain of wolfwares, known as superior wolfwares, even more stronger in resistance to magic. When they roam through the ancient forests of Kartakas, a wolfware is always accompanied by a pack of wolves with whom they have a telepathic link. Although they are often confused with werewolves, 
wolfwares despise these creatures, whether they are true or cursed lycanthropes, and encounters between these monsters usually end in violent and fierce battles. The Ulfskoven forest, also known as the Wolfwood, is where we find most of the wolves and wolfwares that play Kartakas. In this large, untouched forest, one of the only buildings we can find is the Ambrose Complex. This set of rustic buildings is surrounded by a wooden palisade, which houses a community led by a veteran warrior named Jonathan Ambrose. The swordsman is a skilled warrior, and he leads a small community, which he refers to only as the Brotherhood. In reality, the group that inhabits this remote location is known as the Brotherhood of the Broken Blades, a secret society that is dedicated to the destruction and hunting of evil sorcerers. Although the society was created with the aim of fighting evil, more than six decades ago by the famous adventurer of Kartaka's Kalun Songmaster, Jonathan Ambrose is its current leader and has directed the society against one of his oldest hates and fears, magic users. These witch hunters tend to walk in pairs, and are skilled at hunting and eliminating magic users who, at least to their eyes, are considered evil. Traveling south on the Crimson Road, we reach the city of Skald, surrounded on one side by a rocky cliff and hills and on the other side by the Kilovan River, you can see a beautiful waterfall that descends from a cliff in a 60 feet drop, creating a constant mist of water vapors, in a place known to the locals as the Cauldron. In this location, close to the waterfall, on a small island in the middle of the river Kilovan, is the famous Old Katakan Inn, a beautiful tavern built in wood only reachable by two small arched bridges. The tavern is famous for its quality food and drinks, and for its musical performances. During the day, the place is very popular with the population of Scout, who fuel its great dining hall. At night, however, the tavern tends to attract unusual and dangerous types, and few of the local population of Scout dare to enjoy its services after dark. The tavern is owned by Harkon Lucas, who usually resides in the inn, and also serves as a meeting point for several wolfwares in the region. It's not uncommon for unsuspecting travelers and guests to disappear into the tavern, which is full of secret passages and hidden rooms, where victims can easily be devoured, and their screams lost amid the constant sound of the waterfall. Crossing the river, we reach the Rhodescoven Forest, or the Redwood. Amid this dense forest is hidden the Monastery of the Order of the Guardians, a secret monastic order that is dedicated to collect and keep safe evil artifacts of great power. The leader of this order is Brother Dominic, an experienced guardian monk, who served for many years in a monastery in Tepest, protecting an item known as the Tapestry of Dark Souls. After the monastery was attacked by evil forces and the artifact and most of his fellow monks destroyed, 
he traveled through different realms and domains, following his sacred vocation, until he found another artifact of great power and evil, the Iron Flask of Tuerni, the Merciless, in the realm of Hazlan. This artifact is known to imprison a large number of demons, which can be summoned to serve the wishes of its owner. Unable to destroy this evil artifact, and knowing that Hazlik, the Dark Lord and ruler of Hazlan, was in search of this powerful item, he fled with the artifact to the forest of Kartakas, where with the help of his brothers in the Order, he built a monastery to house and protect this item, naming the monastery the Iron Sanctuary. The actual location of the monastery is a secret, known only to the monks of the Order of the Guardians who live to protect their evil treasures from those who seek their power and corruption. Following the Rudskoven forest to the south, close to the border with the realm of Hazlan, another secret group acts with a more sinister purpose. The Howling Clan is a group of lycanthropes dedicated to the worship of the Wolf God and are led by Mother Fury. Mother Fury is a loop guru a powerful strain of werewolves and a true lycanthrope. She lived much of her life as a direwolf in the wild forest of Verbrek. One day, she found and attacked a group of humans, but she was almost destroyed in this confrontation. Fascinated with the power and versatility of humans, she adopted her human form and tried to understand their powers and society as well as trying to convert other humans to worship the Wolf God. Alfred Timothy, the Dark Lord of Verbrek, considered such measures a profanity to the fate of the Wolf God, and hunted Mother Fury, who was forced into exile from her homeland. She finally found refuge in the remote forest of Kartakas, where she continued her cult. She is the absolute leader of the Howling Clan, a cult made up of other humans who have been infected by her with lycanthropy. To elect new members, they kidnap individuals known to be sadistic and violent, and play a game of hunting. The candidate is released into the forest at night, and then one of the clan members is randomly chosen to hunt him down. If the candidate manages to survive the werewolf hunt until dawn, he is then captured again and chosen to join the clan, and is infected with lycanthropy by a bite from Mother Fury. The Howling Clan gathers to perform ritualistic hunts, and on full moon nights, the cultist feasts on human flesh. All members venerate Mother Fury and the sound of her howl can induce other clan members into the process of transformation into wolf beasts. So far, this werewolf clan has avoided confrontation with wolfwares, but it is only a matter of time before the path of Mother Fury and Harkon Lucas will cross. Resuming our path on the old Crimson Road and civilization, we go down south until finally we reach the city of Harmonia, the only other city worth of noting in Kartakas. Although more remote and isolated than Skald, the city has a great musical tradition 
and is known for forming the best bars in all continents. Its amphitheater is a source of great pride for the city, thanks to its enviable acoustics, the sound that reverberates from the stone walls and grandstands can be heard throughout the city. In the stands, there is also the entrance to the famous Crystal Club, a very exclusive tavern, usually frequented by the elite of Cartacas. The club is built in a natural cave, and is filled with crystals on its walls and ceiling, which seems to reverberate with the sound of musical performances. Although most of the tables are in a hall, in the large main cave, several other tunnels go deeper into a large network of caves. The place is managed and frequented by several wolfers, who made it a point of entertainment and hunting. It's not uncommon for visitors who, intoxicated by strong local drinks or attracted by inviting looks of a seductive figure, to enter the network of tunnels and caves, only to find themselves alone and lost trapped in a cruel game of hunting with wolfwares. In the city of Harmonia, there is also an invisible undead horror that haunts its streets. Jack B. Quick was born and raised in the traveling circus and was trying to learn the trade of a jester. His jokes, however, brought him only disgrace. After mocking a powerful sorcerer, he was cursed to become incorporeal and invisible. His condition caused him to be abandoned by the circus, and he wandered in solitude and despair. One night, however, he witnessed a vampire feeding on the battlements of a deserted street, and realized that the undead could see him and touch him. He approached the vampire and revealed his story, offering to help him on his hunts. Jack McQuick was also transformed into a creature of the night and found that when people were really scared and afraid they could see him and touch him again. His former vampire master was eventually destroyed and Jack wandered off alone in the night. He has now taken over an old abandoned mansion where he lured his victims and frightened them to drink their blood. The abandoned old mansion has been transformed into a house of horrors, where elaborated tricks and circus allegories are used by the invisible vampire to confuse and terrorize his victims until they can finally see the face of this invisible assassin before they die. Finally, with his head south, we reach the misty forest of Felkskoven and the Arcalias Hills, a haunted and cursed place where even the vegetation does not seem to grow. Decades ago, this hill served as the home of an unholy priestess known as Hadaga. This vile woman dealt with necromancy and undead creatures, and for a time was in possession of a powerful artifact known as the Crown of Dagon, which allowed her to transform humans into grotesque goblins to serve her. The fate of Radaga and the Crow of Dagon were directly linked to the events of the Gundarakite conspiracy, and it is believed that she has perished. She marched with countless of her undead minions into the lands of Daglan, a place recently unveiled by the mists to the south of Cartacas, 
but she disappeared when these lands were once again swallowed by the mists, shortly after their appearance. To this day, it is rumored that the site of her former lair, known now as the Catacombs of Cartacas, is inhabited by undead creatures. Some explorers and treasure hunters tried to invade the site to find a legendary artifact known as the Stone of Death, a sacrifice table that allows the murderer to assume the shape and face of his victim. But these adventurers have reported that at the entrance of these catacombs, there are two imposing giant skeletons that act as guardians. Other reports point out that a creature with a beastly and deformed appearance, whose skin is covered by scales, inhabits this place. Some believed that the Beast of the Hills is Radaga's new form, but no one can tell for sure the true identity of this mysterious creature. When we finish hearing the fascinating secrets, legends and rumors of Cartagas, we see through the window that the sun has already set and the night advances. With fear, we realize that the old Cartagan Inn is no longer occupied by the commoners of Scald, but by noisy and sinister figures who seem to be giving us threatening looks. As we prepare to leave, our host, Harkon Lucas, prevents us from leaving. He insists that we stay for dinner as his guests and listen to his own tale and story. After all, there is nothing like a good story to whet the appetite. Subscribe to this channel and activate notifications and stay with us as we will unveil the sinister past and secrets of the enigmatic bard Harkon Lucas.